It's your favorite podcast, Almost Holy, where if you feel close or far from Jesus, trust and believe we are all in need of him with your host, Victoria Faith. Hey, what's up, Almost Holy family? Welcome to season three finale of Almost Holy podcast. Thank you all so much for being a part of this journey with me. I'm so thankful to you all and to God, of course, for getting me to this point. My friend Jacoby actually sent me a TikTok of a podcaster saying that most podcasts don't actually get past 20 episodes. And this is episode 36. This is the 12th episode of the third season. And initially, I wanted to do 10 episodes this season, but I felt like God was leading me. I went to do 10 episodes and I felt like God was leading me to 12. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then I realized that this is the third season. And so that total is 36. And so number the number three and the number 12 are actually numbers of completion in the Bible. And so to me, that just has God written all over it. And I, I have a feeling that this is the first, the end of the first like iteration of what Almost Holy is. So I'm excited to see what's next. I'm excited for, to see what God's going to do with this ministry, um, in my heart and how it touches other people really. Um, I'm really excited. And if you haven't, like I mentioned, my friend Jacoby sent me that and he actually wrote a spotlight on my website, almostholy.org. So I I recommend going to read that as well as my other friends, Jenny, Rashard, Kirsch, they share their testimony and they're so beautiful. So go do that if you haven't already, but I'm going to pray us in. So Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us here together, for getting us to season three. I pray that I'm able to speak what is reflective of you and touches the hearts of your children. All the praise, glory, and honor to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So the name of this episode is dot, 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 because he is patient with you. Last week, the episode was be patient with yourself. And it was really about being patient with yourself and your mental health, that it takes time and that the Bible supports your mental health growth. It's so taboo sometimes in in older church cultures to talk about this and even more of a stereotype too, that Christians don't care about your mental health or that the church doesn't. And so the last week's episode was really supporting the fact that I believe that this is biblical going to therapy and the process of renewing, having your mind renewed. Um, and this week is also, is more so about God though, and his nature. And it's not going to be a long episode, but it's something I believe that God placed on my heart to continue this conversation and, and continue it also into 
season four and just forward truly because it's like a burden on my heart if I'm being honest about people's mental health God has given me a heart of empathy for folks you know every personality test I take empathy is always top three and so I feel people deeply um and I want people to find joy in ways that I know people most people want people to be happy, but I feel it like so much. And so given that I have a background in social work and I'm going to be soon pursuing uh, my license in clinical social work, I just can see how God is starting to shift all these things together. And so I'm starting the conversation here. I believe God has given me some some level of understanding and just in terms of how he's created me to be and understanding others and his word and how these things all work together. So I'm excited to, you know, open up this can of worms per se, but seeing what's on the other side of it, because it's not worms, this is, is gold. Um, you know that his word is sweeter than honey. I think that's what the Bible says. Um, so this is good. And I really believe that people will be blessed by this because this is from God and something he's, you know, placed on my heart to share with you all. And I'm going to be talking about actually all the scriptures that I mentioned last week because, you know, the Bible is the living word of God. And so while we could read it one day and ha have this um, one particular understanding, we can look at it again and God gives us fresh revelation. And I believe that that's what God has done for me as I'm going to be referencing all of the same scriptures as I did last week. And so my first point actually is that God cares about your mental health. He cares about your mental health. This is part of who he is. He, oh man, I just read this book actually. I, I finally finished it, Gentle and Lowly. And it talks about how Christ's heart is, is, you know, drawn toward us and that he's moved by compassion. And this isn't just a philosophical, like mm, compassion is a small part of who he is. This is his very nature that he gets close to us when, um, when, you know, we're suffering, not just because he's that way. He's also experienced it when he was living on earth. And so, um, so yeah, he cares about us. I was sharing this with my sister, Alex too. And she even said that love can be so like hard to like catch, but to know that God cares about us, we know what care looks like. And I actually, I serve in the kids ministry at my church and Oh, I they're they're I serve with the three and four year olds and they're just the cutest the cutest things ever and they're regularly you know sometimes really sad when their mom or their dad leaves and so they can be crying for like thirty minutes just like I want my mommy I want my mommy and what I'm doing right there is just caring for them that I'm like oh it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and that's who God is. He's, he's like, it's going to be okay. I'm here with you. The pain may not always go away, but I'm here with you. And he is God. So how good does it feel the fact that he cares about the things that we care about, right? And one of them being our mental health. And on that note, like I said, Romans chapter 12, verse two, right? He cares about our mental health. 
And the scripture reads, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh man, one second. I didn't have it pulled up. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And last week, we really focused on renewing. Renewing being a, a verb that it takes time. It's going, it's going to happen over time. The renewal of our mind, clearly. Um, but as I looked at it for today's episode, the word mind actually stuck out to me because so often in the Bible, our mind is actually, is really described as our heart in a lot of places. So if the apostle Paul said the renewing of your heart, I don't think it would, I don't think it would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said heart because so often, like it says in Proverbs chapter four, above all else, guard your heart for everything else flows from it. So it's like who we are is like our heart. Um, and so the renewing of our heart would have made sense, you know, but since he says mind leads me to, hmm, why does he say mind and it being, you know, our mental state, the way we think, what we understand, the renewing of the way that we understand, the renewing of the way that we think and our mental health, that will be renewed is what God says. And not only does he just care about it, not only is he going to, you know, comfort you through it, which is actually my last point in this message, but he actually is in the business of renewing it and making it better. It's on his like, I don't know if God has a to-do list, right? But this matters to him. And so as we seek mental health, like professional mental health services, I believe that this is something that is very near to the heart of God, that where we are mentally very it deeply matters to him right and he draws near to us as we are processing as we're addressing so many things right and it's such human nature to want to finish it right away to not have to go to a go through a renewing process we want to be renewed <laughs> and just leave it at that i don't want to have to wait, be patient, all the things. We're such impatient creatures, right? But one thing that we know about God, and this is why I'm like, if this is, he cares about our mental health is because he's also able to, like I said, be patient with, to be patient with us through our mental health, but he also sees the good in the process. As we are seeking professional services for the lives that we've lived on this earth, for this sin-filled, fallen world that we live in, right? God doesn't just say, oh, you're going to be renewed and go, you know, go spread the gospel. He actually takes us on a process. And it's easy for us to not want to go through this process. We just want to be done because we only see things that are completed as good. But what do we know about God? I just want to preach real quick because I feel this so much in my spirit. When we read about God in the creation narrative, right? What does he say after every day? And it was good. And it was good. So even if we don't see the end result of our mental health journey, God says, but you're good. I can still see this as good and I'm still going to use you through it. Go, yes. 
yes, see a therapist, but your testimony is actually going to inspire other people and bring other people to me because you're going you're going to be able to say how much I cared about this because this is who I am. I care about my children. I care about their not just physical well-being, but their but their mental well-being. How good of a God is it that we serve that he's not just trying to slap a good sticker on us and just like have us off a conveyor belt, but he takes us through a process and forms us so intricately and so uniquely to be equipped for the plan that he has for our life. He cares about that so much that he's willing. He's actually willing to walk with all of us through a process. You know how much easier it would be for God to just, you know, have us come out probably like done. I've got to deal with them and all of their nonsense. I could just, it would be easier on him, possibly. I mean, I'm not exactly sure what he's feeling, right? But instead, he cares about you seeing who he is through the process of healing our mental health, right? Now, I will also say it is important what mental health provider you go to, right? The end of this verse in in verse two, it says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we should be looking more like God through our mental health journeys. As we are going to therapy, forgiveness should be a thing. Kindness should come out more, right? Not saying don't have boundaries. If people are unhealthy for you, toxic, abusive, cut them off. Have a boundary. However, if your therapist sounds like culture and sounds like Twitter, if your therapist sounds like Twitter, I am willing to put... I'm not a gambling woman. However, I do not think that this is what God wants for your life if you want, if you were interested in my opinion because what he says is the renewing of our mind attests to who he is into his good works. And so going, healing our mental health should bear the fruit of the spirit. It shouldn't be coldness and and attitudes and just nasty person. Just, I don't care about people no more. I'm doing me because everybody hurt me and I don't need nobody. That's not what God wants for our lives. That's not the renewal that he seeks for us, that he has designed us to be. We're supposed to look more like Jesus through the healing of our mental health and through that, through God's care about it, we will be able to, you know, be closer to the version, um, to those final versions of ourselves. However, like I said, he does see us as good in the process. So see yourself as good because God does. We're so much harder on ourselves than God will ever be. So my next point is Psalm 23, verse 4. And it says, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So last week, you know, I focused on the through. We have to go through things. And what's I think the through also says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through basically the most terrible of circumstances, God is with me. And so to me, this says about God is that he knows where we are. He doesn't 
think that we are living in, you know, the best circumstances where everything is working out. He's very aware of your circumstances, actually. That's what this verse tells me, is that he knows where you're at. And because he knows where you're at, he's with you. He's not like, mm, I'm going to meet you. <laughs> I'm going to meet you once you're done with this. Catch me in paradise. He's not like that at all. He's with you through the scariest moments of your life. So as we are in our therapy sessions with folks, right? And we feel like, oh, God, I don't think, you know, God, I don't know if he wants me to go, go this deep. He probably actually does. Obviously, you know, make sure that they're a trusted person and that they are leading you to Christ and all the things. But he wants you to walk through it. He could, God could, he's, the king of the universe. He could teleport you to the other side. However, like I said, he likes the process, right? And so as we are going through the valley shadow of death, dealing with the childhood trauma, the abusive um, parents possibly, or aunts or uncles, or the bullying at school, or even like the sexual assaults, things that are just so gruesome to even talk about sometimes that nobody wants to relive God is like, I know that happened to you. And I was there with you. And I'm going to be there now when we bring it up, when we walk through this. Because as you walk through this, you're actually going to see how I work and how I'm still here with you. And I'm, I'm still here with you on this journey and I'm comforting you along it. You are with me. Your, your rod and your staff, they comfort me right? I, yes, it doesn't say that the journey is going to be any shorter, but I know that I'll still find comfort in the Lord. And he, and you'll know that his, his rod and his staff, they protected you, right? It's going to be a rough journey, but somehow still, I still see how it wasn't as bad as it needed to be. I'm going to talk about really quickly the analogy that my that my former therapist gave when it came to therapy. She, she said, think of therapy as a Band-Aid or there's a wound and you have a Band-Aid covering it. And when you come to therapy, you take the Band-Aid off and it gets some air and it starts to heal. But in order to survive in the world, you have to put the Band-Aid back on to protect it from bacteria, from getting infected, all of these things. But eventually it's gonna keep needing more air. And last week, I keep saying last week, obviously last week, um, it was really focusing on the fact that you have to take the bandaid off. You know, you have to get it, you have to get it healed. But then I also started to think about what wounds actually, what that process is actually like. And at first it burns and it sucks and it's nasty to deal with. So this nastiness that you don't want to have to come to the surface, God is like, mm, we need to, we need to talk about that because I'm actually here with you through it. Right. Um, because if we don't give it to God, if we don't, if we don't, if we create this facade, like we aren't where we are, it begins to infect the rest of the body when wounds aren't healed. And we know this. So just as we deal with our physical wounds, we have to deal with our emotional wounds because God is like, we need, you need to go through the valley of the shadow of death. And it's a lot 
easier, unfortunately, as humans for us to see really how much God stays with us when things are going bad compared to when things are going good, right? And so you're like, yes, I addressed the things that I probably was dreading addressing. However, I was still aware of his protection through it. And that it hurt, but mm, I felt the spirit that night when I was go- when I was crying myself to sleep. So this leads me to my last point, and that is, um, you know, he's with us, which I've already said through the first two points that him caring about our mental health and that he knows where we are is that he is with us so presently, and, and he's loyal to that. He is so loyal to his word; he cannot deny himself, and so. Um, we know that he's also, it says in Psalm 34, 10, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, saves, saves those who are crushed in spirit. So regularly, when I think of this verse, I think of people who, uh, um, are dealing with death, especially unexpected death, especially when people are young, that crushes the spirit. But what also crushes the spirit is reliving trauma and having to walk through scary situations. That is leaving me brokenhearted because I don't want to have to even think about the pain that I've experienced because it can be excruciating. And we want to just avoid it because it's it's a little bit easier. However, these um, these are the people that, that God draws near to. He's moved by compassion. Oh, gosh, I see that you're hurting. I want to get closer to you. I want to make sure that you know that I am here with you. You are not alone. And I'm just holding my hand so tightly because I can only imagine how to- how close how tightly and how closely God is holding our hands as we go through this. The Bible also says in John chapter 14, verse 18, chapter 14, verse 16, it says in the Amplified Version, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. And because God cannot deny himself, we know that he's going to always comfort. And when someone comforts us, it is to ease the pain and alleviate the pain of another person. So he tells us that this is what he's also in the business of. He renews our mind and he is close to me. He eases my pain. Because he's just that good. And, you know, it's not like we're talking about a Lord and Savior who can't relate to us. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he is crying out to the Lord. He's in pain. He's sweating blood. He's in so much pain. He's about to die an excruciating death. And I read actually in Gently and Lowly, I think it was, that he didn't just die the physical pain pain he died from a broken heart of being separated from the father and so when god is close to us he's he's connecting with you because he knows that pain we know how much power there is in sharing your story with other people who have similar stories because it's like oh yes we are connected in this and so the fact that jesus he in his very nature he is compassionate and also he's like i feel your pain i feel it 
And so he can't like shy away from that. And so as we're on our mental health journeys, I'm like, oh, God is just so much in this actually that he wants us to do this and that he wants us to get in the nitty of nitty gritty because he knows actually where we are emotionally and mentally the things that we try to cover up to the world. He's like, no, I know that you're actually in a dark place right now. And you need to go through this to get to the, to, to get to the mountaintop. You got to go through this because you'll also get a better understanding of just how omnipresent I am, just how much, um, you know, authority and dominion he has over the, that he has authority and dominion over all the earth in all things, nothing is without his, nothing is outside of his reach and his power and that he can't leave you because he can't not be what, what he said he is. He said he's going to comfort you. So, you know, he is going to comfort you. And so, yeah, that's just our God. And he's so good. I really hope you all are starting to consider if you haven't already to go to therapy, to be patient with yourself on this journey because God is so, so patient with you as he probably wants a lot of us to start taking these mental health journeys. So um, let me pray for folks who pray with folks who would like to give their life to God who cares who cares deeply with you. He's not going to rush you into being somebody that you're not. He's actually going to walk you through a process. And so he changes you from the inside out so that you are built on a rock that cannot be shaken. And you can stand the test that you have gone through the fire. He's refined you to do his work on the earth. And that's just so good, how good he is, that he cares about so much. He cares about all the things that we care about and he wants us to have good mental health. Um, Yeah, so if you haven't given your life to Christ, then repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to live, die, and rise again for me. Today, I turn away from my sins and I choose you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen and congratulations. This is very exciting. This is very, very exciting for you to to join this royal priesthood is what the Bible says um, with Christ. Um, we are co-heirs with Christ. Like that's so cool. He's so generous. Um, but yeah, congratulations. And thank you all for listening to season three of Almost Holy. Um, we will be back very soon in the first quarter of of this new year I promise we will be back with more Almost Holy I'm so excited um, for all that God has in store and be blessed thanks again for listening if you have prayer requests praise reports or anything else Almost Holy related visit us at almostholy.org God bless